Are you ready to take control of your wealth and design the life you envision for yourself and your family? Welcome to Wealth of Insight with Austin Wittenberg from Wittenberg Wealth Partners. Austin guides you through the entire planning process to help you build a plan that seeks to protect your financial future. He empowers you with creative investment opportunities and planning ideas to help you understand and achieve your long-term goals. It's time to gain confidence in your financial future. Now, onto the show. Welcome back to the Wealth of Insight podcast. I'm your host, Austin Wittenberg. We've got Wendy McConnell with us again today. Thanks for joining, Wendy. Thank you for having me. We just were talking about our topic today, and I think it's something that's really pertinent for everybody, and that is spending guilt. So, Wendy, have you ever felt guilty spending money? I have. Not not a lot, but <laughs> okay, I mean, it good. happened. <laughs> good. I certainly have as well. And so today we're going to talk about why you may feel that way and some steps to fix it. Now, hopefully you haven't felt guilt because you've done all these steps. Sometimes people just, I don't know if it's cognitive dissonance or whatever, they just spend money willy-nilly and hope everything's going to be okay. That's an okay approach. You but. <laughs> can always make more money. That's right. Yeah. Hey, back to uh, one of the episodes. If you just die younger, it doesn't matter. Right. right. So, <laughs> okay. So spending guilt. Why do people feel guilt? You know, I mentioned cognitive dissonance there. That's part of it, right? When you're out, cognitive dissonance essentially is when your outward actions don't necessarily match your internal vision or internal values, right? So okay, I was going to say, that's a big word. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that may not be the true technical definition. That's sort of the way I think about it. That's in the general vicinity, at least. And there's a lot of, re- and we deal with this a lot with clients. There's a lot of different reasons why people may feel this guilt or just feel bad about spending money, weird about money, maybe is the easiest way. The Maybe the most common is their upbringing, right? How you were raised, how your parents talked about money. You know, Maybe you were raised without money and now you have money in the future. And there's just a lot of these, a lot of the, your upbringing. So as a parent, that's kind of scary to me, right? That so much about what you do as a parent just messes your kids up. Hopefully we try to not do that. But this is just one of the things that are going to mess them up. <laughs> yeah, right. One of the many. And as I was doing some research and listening to podcasts and reading about this, there's they talk about parents always saying like, "Oh, we we can't afford this," or "That's too expensive." All those kind of things. You may not think about it in the while you're saying it, but over time, that type of mentality can just get drilled in to your kids, right? Or just growing up in a household maybe that was ultra frugal, never wanted to spend money on anything. That just gets into your soul, and so that continues on. And I can't even tell you the number of clients I've met with, and you'd be surprised that the sort of millionaire next door type of client, but still feels bad about going to Chick-fil-A and spending money on food that way. Even though they can certainly afford it, we do their planning and they're just fine, but just that's just so ingrained in their personality because of the way they were brought up. So that's a big one. Certainly your social circle and your your circle of friends and you see them buying cars or going on trips and you may not be in the same financial position or they may not actually be able to afford those things either, but they put it out there on Instagram or whatever. I love this quote from Theodore Roosevelt. He said that comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. And that guilt, that just that spending guilt may come from I'm 
doing things that I know I can't really afford, but keeping up with the Joneses. That oh, type of, yes. Yep. It's a um, big but m- most, maybe most, com- well, the upbringing, everybody has something ingrained in them, right? Not everybody cares on the social circle side of things so that doesn't have an impact. But for me, when I feel guilty, it's because I have some level of financial uncertainty, meaning I don't have a plan. I don't know where all my money's going. I've sort of lost track of everything that's going on. So I don't know if I'm doing the right things as well. So this lack of knowledge of where all my money's coming from, that's for me personally, that's the one that impacts me the most is if I have spent a bunch of money or I don't, I've just sort of lost track of what's happening. Then I start to worry and wonder, am I still doing the things that I need to do? And so we, you know, we spend a lot of times talking with our clients Telling if you have a plan for your money, you can spend freely without having to worry because you know you're taking care of the good things. That also gives you the freedom and the flexibility to do some of the fun things as well. And we have this concept we talk about living forward or just being able to live in the present and also live in the future. And I think very often when I, we're sitting down with clients, they're worried. We're going to tell them, hey, you need to save all your money. You need to sit at home with the lights off and just eat Top Ramen today <laughs> so that you can retire eventually in the future. Can I get one of those and, good flavors of ramen? Yeah, like- you can. Yep. Like crack an egg in there. Delicious. <laughs> but you know that that's no fun. Nobody wants to have to do that. And it's that type of mentality, honestly, that gives you this spending guilt because you're worried if you go to Chick-fil-A today that may impact something in the future. Maybe that's too simplistic of an example, but that's how this spending guilt comes. So today I want to talk some steps and strategies I use personally, as well as what we talk to our clients about to help them get over that guilt and make sure that they they feel confident in spending money and they're happy about it. By way of, you know, so I have a client that we work with that would be considered sort of one of those millionaire next door kind of people, not outwardly flashy. You'd never really know. And he really, really values spending time with his family, but he also is a huge, I don't know, cheapskates, maybe not the nicest word, but he hates spending money because of this upbringing. He was raised in a poverty situation. Just his upbringing is you can't spend money. He's frugal. He's yeah, frugal, but he also values this time with his family. And so one of the things he has done is just, he bought a timeshare to, to force himself to take the family because the money was already spent and he has to spend the money. So since the money's already spent, he can go and enjoy himself. Whereas if he takes the whole family on vacation, he's just tracking the, every receipt the whole way through and it ruins his vacation. That's what we want to try to help people avoid. And the first step to avoiding that, I think, is figuring out where that guilt is coming from. So I mentioned for me, it's that lack of planning. So as soon as I know that it's this lack of planning for me, I've lost track of where the money's coming in and out. I know how I can I can fix that. I can address that. You know, whatever it is that's making you feel that way, or if it is comparing yourself to your neighbors and friends on social media, well, there's an easy solution for that, right? There are solutions to these problems. And that's the first step to fixing it is knowing where is this guilt coming from and then how then you know how to address it. Second step would be knowing where your money is going. So that's what like I mentioned, that's what it is for me. 
being able to track your spending. There's a number of free tools out there to be able to do that. There's a tool that we use with our clients as well that just allows them to track your spending. Now, I'm not saying you need a budget. Budgets are certainly helpful for some people. and But knowing, just tracking your spending and budgeting is different. Right? We just want to see a couple months of where is everything going. Once you have that data, then you can sit down and say, okay, here's where my money's going. What are the things I'm happy that I'm spending money on? What are the things I'm surprised? Subscriptions right now is a big thing for people. Oh, yeah. You've signed up for a thousand different streaming services and you you not you, you know which ones you have or don't have and you're paying yeah. for all of them anyways just knowing that kind of information again just gives you the information that you need to be able to make the right decisions and know okay I'm spending this much money eating out each month I want to be able to continue to do that because I think that's fun so where else in my spending is there room Right. Because that's really important that you know, once you have that knowledge of your spending, you can sort of say, like I said, these are the things I want to keep doing. These are the things I don't need to be doing. And these are the things I'm just spending too much money on or not enough money on, right? Depending on what's important to you. Do you so, have any um, any recommendations for these tracking, spending type things? Yeah. Like I said, there's a hand, a lot of banks, my, my credit union now has that built in within their banking app. So I would guess that most people's banks are going to offer something like that. There's an old service out there called mint.com that people use. That one I had used in the past. You know, I don't know that I would say I recommend it because they make their money by selling data, which is always a little uncomfortable. Right. But, and then we have the tool, the planning tool that we use is free and anybody can sign up for it, whether they're a client or not. So I should probably I'll put a link to that here in our show notes for this, that if you're right. looking for a way to be able to track your spending, we have a website you can sign up on to be able to do that. And I think it's just really important for people to be able to see where their money's going. Once you know where it's going, number three, step number three here, or idea number three is to be okay spending money on things that you value. So I mentioned that client who values family time, vacations with his family are one of the most important things for him. Those are, you have to just make that conscious decision that if I'm spending money on these things that I value, that's not something I need to be guilty about. Right Now, that's not an excuse to just build up a bunch of credit card debt doing things that you value. Right. That So if vacations are the thing that you value, for example, plan out your next vacation. Hey, I want to go to Mexico for a week. This is how much a trip like that costs. And you divide that by however many months you want to try to get there, fitting that within your cash flow plan and start saving for that monthly, but budgeting for it now, right? You're tracking it. If that's important to you. Now you've got a budget for something like that. So I'm not saying if you value it, you just swipe the credit card and not worry about it. That's what I was hoping uh, you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. And I think I don't have the exact statistics on this, but we have reached now as a country, one of, if not the highest level for credit card debt in our country's history on a population basis. So I definitely am not encouraging that. Just be okay with spending money on the things it is that you like to do. You may have heard the saying like, spend money on experiences, not things, that type of thing, right? That iPhone that you buy or whatever it is that you buy, that loses utility and loses its value pretty quickly. But those memories with your family or so, you know, whatever it is that you value, 
Pricing. That's really what can last, right? You know, once you know, hey, these are the things that I value spending money on, set goals for those areas and track your goals, right? Again, to me, the biggest piece with all of this is just the knowledge of where your money is going. So if your goal is to go on a vacation or your goal is to pay down credit cards or to build up your savings, set that goal and track that goal and know what's realistic within your budget. And those things, when we're sitting down with clients, we're helping them set what are your short-term financial goals? What are your medium-term and your long-term financial goals? Retirement being right one of those long-term goals. And we're helping track our clients' progress on all of those things so that they know, hey, my long-term goals are taken care of. So I'm okay to do some of these, to take that vacation I want to take because I'm still on track for my long-term goals. And part of that is help, is figuring out and deciding how much is enough. And that number is different for everybody. It's And it's hard, that number changes over time, certainly for people. But having a general idea of how much is enough, what is enough today? What is enough in the future? What do I want my lifestyle to be like? Being able to answer that question and track that at least in general terms. For younger clients, it's really abstract because retirement may seem so far away and they, there's so many life goals they may not have checked off yet. Whereas our older clients have it nailed down to, yeah, I know that I need 10 grand a month to live my life or whatever the number is. But tracking it and setting those goals, knowing that you're working towards something, again, can take the guilt away. So I know if I have a goal to pay off my credit cards, and I put my, I've met my goal for that month of how much I wanted to do, then I'm okay to spend this money over here because I'm working on my goal. So do you put that spending on back on the credit card or? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> if you're trying to get out of credit card debt, no, we want to be making sure the, if credit card debt is an issue, the first thing you need to do is cut your credit card in half and put it in the drawer. But that means and I can't use it all. <laughs> see, but if you keep using, you know, it's this vicious cycle, right? <laughs> so if you may, so it sounds like for Wendy, paying off the credit cards is not the goal. Let's run those up, run those babies up. You know, a girl's got to have stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's, again, an important talking point, though, because that's not what I'm not saying is only save for the future, right? There is this balance of living today and living tomorrow. And as a financial advisor, credit card debt is bad. In the real world, people have credit card debt and it's a challenge that we're always helping them try to overcome. The best practice is certainly to not spend more than you make and pay your credit card off at the end of every month. But there is life and it's just working on those things, right? Another thing that gets people into problems, this would be number number five on the list here in, of our steps on how to stop feeling that financial guilt is to avoid lifestyle creep. So lifestyle creep, every time you get a raise, you just up your, you buy a nicer car, you move to a newer house or you buy more expensive stuff, right? That puts you in a position where you're always taking your spending to its limit and you may, again, may not be on track for some of the, those long-term goals. So we like to work with our clients to help them stick to what I would call the 50-50 rule, which means you get a raise or you get a bonus or you get whatever sort of lump sum cash for whatever reason, 
you take half of that and do something fun with, and half of that would go towards what are your, your short, medium, or long-term goals. And if you can focus on doing that, that will put you in a position where, again, the decision has been made. I don't have to feel guilty about taking half of my bonus and going on vacation because I took the other half and put it towards my goals. And mm. that's the point here. And that knowledge and checking in, again, tracking these things and having these sort of hard and fast rules takes away the guilt. That way, every time you get a bonus, you're not wondering, oh, crap do I need to pay off my car or should I take a vacation or whatever it, whatever your goals may be just having that hard and fast rule so that you know, you're going to follow it takes away the guilt from spending on something fun as well. Yeah. Something that you value. So it's like twofold. So, you know, you're saving a little bit and you're having a little bit of fun. Right. Yep. Just balancing moderation in all things, as they say, right. That if you keep yourself, working on both having some fun today and planning for the future, then again, you don't have to feel guilty about having fun today because you know, you're still on track for the future. So that financial plan, having that plan, having a knowledge of where you stand today and what, if you just keep doing the things you're going to, you're doing, where does that put you in the future can remove that financial guilt. If you're, if you don't know what's going to be happening in the future, then when you make decisions today, you're just in the back of your mind, you're wondering, well, if I do this, is that setting me off course in the future? Mm -hmm. Or am I not able to pay off my credit cards or what, again, you know, whatever's causing you to feel that guilt, we, once you know it and we're targeting it, you, you've got those rules in place. And the last and probably most important thing here, I might've said it's the most important on three of these. So they're all important, but is to know that you're never going to be perfect at it. Too often, money is such an emotional thing. It's not even a financial thing. It's really an emotional thing. And so many people out there just walk around being mean to themselves all day, knowing I'm bad at money. I'm never going to be good at this. I'm never going to be able to retire. All those negative thoughts. But any step, any progress is positive. It is a journey. There is no destination to having a perfect financial situation. It is a process. Any progress that you make is positive and just not having all that negative self-doubt and self-talk because that just starts, that increases the guilt more and more. The more you think you're bad at it, then you go do something that may, you may view bad and it just reinforces itself. And I have to feel better about myself. So I'm going to buy myself something pretty. Yeah. Something pretty and something for the long term, right? Do both. There, okay. That 50-50 rule. If you're going to go buy yourself some nice clothes, also put that much money, same amount of money in your retirement account, right? If you're doing both of those things, then that alleviates some of that guilt that you may feel. I really do think this is an important conversation to people for people to have with themselves because it's such a like I said, an emotional and a mindset thing. And money can become such an issue in relationships and in all areas of your life if you're walking around with this financial guilt inside. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you don't want to feel bad, but at the same time, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And there is that feeling bad in the guilt thing. I certainly want to help people get away from, but to a certain extent, there is some benefits to that because if you are feeling that way, that just means, again, that you're unsure about what your future looks like. So it's a prompting to be able to say, okay, 
I'm feeling guilty. I need to figure out why and I and it can be fixed. Again, I'm not we can take buying these these pretty clothes or what, buying some yourself something pretty that can that can go one of two ways. You can feel guilty cuz you're doing that of oh, but I maybe I should be putting that towards my credit cards instead. But again, if we if you know that I've got within my cash flow plan room for this, then you buy it guilt-free. And that's really what we're trying to help people work towards is that guilt-free savings. And very often if you're when I'm sitting down with a couple, one spouse is a spender with no guilt, the other spouse is a spender with a lot of guilt or someone who's really the frugal one, right? Opposites attract. And so there by having these conversations and having that plan, we can help clients, whichever one of the spouses or whichever one of the partners is the spender, we can help them do that guilt-free and help ease that tension. So it really just comes down to having a plan, knowing what sort of path you're on so that you can make those decisions guilt-free. And like you mentioned, you know, it's, there's going to be mistakes. So progress, not perfection. Yes, exactly. Nobody's going to be perfect there for sure. So if you are feeling financial guilt, your, or the spending guilt that we're talking about today, and it's something you'd like to discuss, feel free to reach out to me. You can text me directly at 801-839-7056. You can hit our website at wittenbergwealth.com to schedule a meeting. Please remember to subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening to the Wealth of Insight podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Stratos Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor. Stratos Wealth Partners and Wittenberg Wealth Partners are separate entities from LPL Financial. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wittenberg Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.